0: Enabling Sexuality, Positioning and Assistive Technology. Session two presented by Lauren Variale at our 2019 SCI Conference Connections, Sexuality and Relationships After Spinal Cord Injury. Let's listen in. I'm so grateful today to be joined by Lauren Vareal, who I had the pleasure of meeting uh, at Mount Sinai when I was working there in spinal cord injury research and was always pestering her for various things. So the fact that she's still speaking to me is a very positive thing and I'm (laughs) glad she's here. So we're happy about that. And um, Lauren has really played a key role in developing an education program around spinal cord injury and sexuality at Mount Sinai. And one of the major products of that effort was the Sexuality SCI site that I've listed in your program at the top of the resources list, and that um, I think you'll be seeing a little bit uh, from today. And that's really, again, a wonderful resource that I encourage you to um, visit after today's talk. So Lauren has spoken at numerous conferences on sexuality, with uh, particularly talking about um, positioning and assistive technology as it relates to sexuality and spinal cord injury. She also works privately with couples to help them maintain their intimacy using positioning, adaptive devices, and other techniques to help them with that aspect of life. And she currently runs the Northwell Sports Therapy and Rehabilitation Services Seating and Wheelchair Clinic in East Meadow, New York, and I'm so pleased to welcome Lauren
1: Variel. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, can everybody hear me? I like to move, so if at any point you don't hear me, just yell. Um, So, thank you, Jean. I absolutely love doing this lecture. Um, This is one of my favorite parts of being an occupational therapist. Um, There are plenty of therapists that I work with that are petrified by this topic, Um, but it is something that is just so natural, so common, and so important to anybody, disability or not. So as she said, I am an occupational therapist. um, And for OTs, it is important to focus on activities of daily living. And sex and relationships happens to be an activity of daily living. So I hope you guys all have a great occupational therapist or a physical therapist that you have a fantastic rapport with, because it's okay to ask them questions. So. A role of OT is to work on bowel and bladder management learning to self to feed yourself after your injury um, bed mobility anything that you need to do to get your day going and to participate in your ADLs so occupational therapists can provide um, modifications to some of the items that we might be showing today how to uh, make it unique to yourself Uh, There's also, you know, plenty of switches that could be added on. The technology has improved so much since I started working on sexuality that I'm really happy to say that there's not a lot that an OT actually needs to give you anymore. When I first started doing this, there were so many adaptations that I needed to do to get somebody with no hand function to be able to engage in these type of activities. And now, as long as you have access to your phone, you can have access to sex. Pleasure Able is a um, cycling, uh, it's made by a a doctor and an occupational therapist, uh, and it provides just a resource of of tools, most of the stuff we're going to go over today, but it's available for free online. So if you just um, Google search Pleasure Able, you'll get a lot of funky websites, but one of them should say occupational therapy, um, and it should be the right one or you'll get a virus on your computer. So I always start with the same um, story sometimes, and if you've ever been to my lecture, I apologize. If you've ever seen my um, lectures online, I apologize, but this is an important story. Orogenous zones, people automatically think genitals. Genitals is the way to have sex, uh, and that's actually not the case. There are so many other areas to explore, and. You know, if you think about your five senses, if you remove one of your senses, your other one's heighten. So somebody who may not be able to see is being able to hear better than anybody else. So uh, if you don't have the ability to feel in some parts of your body, other parts of your body become even more hypersensitive. And those are parts that most people don't even imagine being sexual or erogenous or orgasmic. Um, but if you do a little bit of exploring, there's plenty of areas that you might find that can be very stimulating. So I always tell this story because it's such a powerful story. I worked with a, um, an older couple. They had been married for 40 years when she got injured and she, you know, was a very high level injury. She was very medically complicated. Uh, she tried to come to my lecture, and she just was having like a little bit of autonomic dysreflexia. We finally get her down to the the gym where I'm doing this lecture. I have a bunch of young guys who are like, "Why are they coming? Like these people are old," um, and it, it became like a laughing stock afterwards. So she came down and she's sitting through the lecture, and I start to talk about erogenous zones, and she turns around and she starts saying, talking about her ear. So I'm getting ready to like make sure that she's not going into autonomic dysreflexia. I'm checking her to see how her blood pressure is and she said no, no, no. She had a neck collar on. I'm like adjusting her neck collar thinking it's that. She said no, my ear, it is so hot. It makes me tingle in places I didn't know I could feel anymore. And everybody just kind of got quiet. And those three guys who were sitting in there were like, she's our favorite person here now. so. Fast forward five years later, I am at a fundraiser and I see the, couple, the two of them and he comes up to me and he says, you know, I have to tell you this, there was a time before her injury that I used to zip up her dress and now I put her earrings on. Um, <clears throat> that is such a, a great story because it, it's such an amazing, not everybody can adapt that way. Not, not every relationship survives a spinal cord injury and I'm sure some of you guys might know that. Um, for them they made it work and they made it work so well for somebody who's married 40 years their children are adults They had grandchildren at the time of her injury They found ways to still engage in sexual activity and make it pleasurable for both of them So I hope that's maybe what you guys get out of this lecture So speaking about erogenous zones, um, did anybody ever see the Friends episode where they talk about the erogenous zones? There's this great episode and every time I always say I'm gonna play it, but it's like three minutes long and it would take away from some of it. But basically Chandler comes in and he's talking about how he's not satisfying this woman and Monica and Rachel decide that they're going to help him. So all of a sudden they say, well, let's label all the seven zones and Chandler goes, seven zones so they draw a female body and they start putting numbers on it and he's like well I didn't four really four and she, they said yes four so they start going through it and Monica turns around and she starts going well you need to switch it up it can't just be about seven it's not just about seven start at one there's one, one, two, one, two, three, four, four, four. Five, six, four, two, seven, 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 2, 7, 7, 7. And she finishes her finale in a 7 rage. Um, and the whole episode is just such a great it started so much, because obviously Friends took place a long time ago, but it really kind of opened the door, and, and a lot of magazines and newspaper articles started coming out about that episode. Like, you know, sex was taboo, we couldn't talk about it, but that really kind of changed what people were um, starting to kind of mention, and it kind of also like brought some light into, okay, there's other areas. Seven is not the most important area of a female body. So if you ever get a chance to Google it, go ahead. Um, The other famous thing is it says at Disneyland, you don't spend the whole day on the Matterhorn. You have to go to all of the other areas. So there's exploration kits that you can get. Um, I have had such an honor working with um, Tom from Sports Sheets. He has for somebody who you know has really had a, a well-going um, company to begin with, he was so open to working with me in trying to adapt some of his um, some of his tools that could be a little more user-friendly. So uh, I really love to recommend sport sheets to people because there's so many options that are out there now for people with injuries limited hand functioning or um, poor range of motion that you can now try to use to engage in Um, they do get costly so I always give alternatives some household items that you might have lying around just clean them off and try them out you can get most of those things at the dollar store so positioning is something that i always get asked about um lots of uh, lots of um, of couples come to me and they say like it just doesn't work so i always say your chair is your safe zone you are most functional in your chair you are most capable of doing things in your chair so you should always start there i know that you mentioned that your first experience was in your chair and that's a great experience to start in because to go into a bed if you don't have full trunk control or you know, it, it just becomes kind of like messy. Um, so if you can open it up and, and try to use your chair to the best benefits, I mean, power wheelchairs could do so much. Um, as a wheelchair seating and positioning specialist, I do have to say, please check the weight capacity of your chair before engaging in these activities. I do know when you come into my clinic what you did to break it. <laughs> So some some safety measures when you're talking about using your chair always secure your brakes um, for guys if you don't use anti-tippers that's fine but put your chair up against the wall or lead it up against something so that you don't tip because the weight of somebody else with you can certainly cause you to flip out of the chair uh, for power wheelchair users turn the power off I told you I have seen so many people come into my clinic and I'm like I know what you did um, and I, I work with some of the like the prudest uh, wheelchair vendors and they're like what? Don't talk about this. So I will try my hardest to keep it between you and I however Just be cautious of the weight capacity on your chair Um, The other thing I tell people is, you know, especially people who have spasms, uh, the shower is a great place, a scary and dangerous place because it is a wet surface, but to have warm water trickling on you, first off, that's, you know, engaging some other sexual areas, those other erogenous zones, but also it's helping to decrease some of the spasms, which is really important for in the middle of sex. You want your spasm to be controlled maybe genitally as opposed to in your legs or, you know, falling out of your shower chair. So the Liberator Wedge is such an amazing piece of equipment. It is pricey. Um, However, you can do a million different things. There's like 400 different positions that the Liberator Wedge um, website actually provides. So the other thing you can do is just use pillows to kind of position yourself in bed and see if you can duplicate it. But if you're going to invest in anything, I would put your money here. Because there's so many different areas that you can get into which really and it's a very soft material so you don't have to really worry about you know friction or skin breakdown on it it really kind of supports it Um, the other thing is that if you have such severe spasms to be you know completely flat and open causes a lot of spasms even worse Um, So to have a little bit of flexion where you're kind of tucked into that liberator wedge Is really a nice place to start when you're starting to explore with or without a partner? And again, they have videos they have like a whole um, They I mean they get very creative they ask you what your specialty you know what your preference is and There's hundreds and hundreds of different photos that you can use for this You can also use swings. So some people swings. So some people like to, um, you know, duplicate what they did before their injury, and that's great. It doesn't always work for some people. So I encourage you certainly try to get into, you know, uh, quadruped. Uh, there's no reason why you can't go to your therapist. You don't have to say that you want to be able to have sex, but what you can say is, I want to be able to roll around in bed and get myself up into quadruped without anybody's help. Um, so I work with a ton of therapists and one in particular she's loud she's very funny with her patients but anytime they ask her a sex question she gets quiet and she doesn't know what to do and she says Lauren um, so the, the truth of the matter is I could talk to you all day long but I don't know how you move on the mat until I get you on a mat so for working with her I always tell her don't listen you know these patient more than I do. So do you think they can roll? Do you think they can you know, get into quadruped? Do you think they can get up on, on tall kneel? Um, and the more I started working with her, the more she turned around and she was like, I could do this, I got this. So now she calls herself a sex therapist too. Um, But there's other swings that are available. The um, sports sheet has designed an over the door sling. I'm going to give you the biggest disclaimer though. It cannot be placed on a hollow door. I'm gonna tell you that because of bad experience. It cannot be placed on a hollow door. It's gotta be a sturdy aluminum type door that can hold the weight of you because the whole door will collapse down. So this is one of our last um, conferences, and I, there are so many, I'm gonna show you guys a video of, of what we did after. There's so many um, different positions that you can use with that, uh, but the video will kind of go into more of it. So again, those swings, those slings, those harnesses, they're expensive and they're costly, so you might as well use what you have. If you have a Hoyer at home, try it maybe don't crisscross the straps you keep them single looped you have your partner put in there um, you can go in there yourself try different things again I'm going to show you a video for different things that you can actually do with that please check the weight capacity so the shore hands left is um it's it's got a really nice separating leg so Uh, I worked with Carol. I don't know if any of you guys have a shorthands lift. This is a really nice system. It has um, these little leg cuffs. If you just spin them around and they can go on like the outside, uh, you have full access to that genital area if seven is your number. So, For spasms. um, Sometimes the the spasms are really what gets couples to come to me. Um, They've tried it all. They've tried positioning, they've tried different things, um, and they have no control, and it becomes um, too much, too hypersensitive. So this is um, a leg separator. Basically, it gives you full control of your partner's legs by going into like a really nice neoprene cuff. So it has skin protection, you're not shearing on it, but you also have the ability to kind of position them whether it's around your back so that you can engage in you know eye-to-eye contact, or you can also put them in a position where you know you can lift them up and go side to side, all different fun things that you're gonna see in a video in a minute. Here's one of the positions that you can do. But again, you know, if you consider somebody who has a lot of spasticity, who cannot leave their legs down, but also doesn't have the ability to control by pulling them up, this is a nice way to um, kind of get them where you want them to be and out of the way and not uh, spasming out of control. This is the doggy style strap and it is a really nice broad so a lot of my females come to me and they say like you know I I cannot lay flat I've tried it it's too I'm too hypersensitive so we talk about you know maybe going on your stomach and a lot of times they say if someone grabs my pelvis it's too much it's too much of a pressure point so this is a really nice strap it's broad it's Thick and it goes across their stomach Um, and it can really do a lot of the positioning and twisting motions of the pelvis without those pinpoint areas so it gives them the ability to kind of rock the pelvis and play around with that but without someone kind of like touching too much and and causing too many issues Um, I always talk about you know the male and female relationships and I know Mitch touched on some of these before um, I have a lot of, of men who come to me after their injury and they say, like, my wife doesn't wanna have sex with me. Um, and, you know, there's so much more than her not wanting to have sex. You know, there's this, a spinal cord injury happens to the both of you. So, uh, for some of my patients, some of my clients, I tell them that there's a- occasional times where there becomes a guilt that's involved so if you are trying to force an erection and the erection's not sustaining you you can get an erection you have it it stays for a little while and it kind of goes away your partner starts to psychologically interpret that as they're not into me I'm doing something wrong and there's a balance it's not just about you it's about your partner too there's this misunderstanding Um, a lot of times you know when I ask clients what was your relationship like before? And they're like, I had sex five times a week, four times a week. It was consistent. We had a great sex life, but that great sex life was very physical. It was very much about sexual intercourse. It wasn't about the connectedness like Mitch was talking about. It wasn't about that communication. There are other ways to say that you're excited as opposed to seeing and feeling an erection. An erection is, is wonderful if that's what you're trying to gain, but there's other ways of of expressing that that turns me on and that's excitable so uh, Communication is probably the biggest thing that you can get out of this conference today If, if you are not communicating your needs her needs his needs who your partner's needs, whatever the story is If you cannot make that connection, you're never going to be successful at that orgasm Okay So this is another um, just positioning tools again these are sports sheets they've really come a long way we have pamphlets up here about the different um, positions that you can use and the different items that you guys are encouraged to take home Uh, like I said uh, Mitch has certainly worked with Tom and I have worked with Tom to develop some of these products and um, really hone in on how a person with a disability can use these to their benefit So there are certainly ways to you know, kind of restrain a limb, of course, being careful not to break anything, um, but there's, you know, easy, sorry? So that was sound advice. <laughs> yes, please don't break anything. Also, when someone's sitting on your lap, please be careful not to break your, your, you know, your, your femur there because that's not fun either. Um, uh, there's different ways to restrain that, uh, with things that you have at home, there's belts, there's ties, there's any kind of rope or strap, just make sure that your skin stays intact. You can use bed rails to your benefit. So many people come to me and they're like, I hate my hospital bed, I cannot have sex in it. And I say, why? Well, it's an air mattress, and every time I bring the head up, my my butt bottoms out, and I, it's just not comfortable, I'm not safe there, I can't do it. So if you do not want to have sex in your chair and you want to have sex in bed, try using a cushion. Take your cushion off of your wheelchair and throw it on your bed and deflate it. Don't put it on Max because Max is not going to keep you upright, but deflate the bed and allow you to bottom out onto the metal pan and use your cushion. Your cushion's safe for you, right? So there's different things if you just kind of talk out some of these problems that you're having um, to find different solutions in terms of you know, what would work for you. The Intimate Rider. I think everybody has heard of the Intimate Rider. Yes? What? All right, so the Intimate Rider was like the number one thing that people um, talked about when I first started uh, Doing sexuality lectures and you know over time. It's still a great product if sexual intercourse is what you're really trying to achieve But again if you remove yourself from that there's uh, so much more than just that sexual intercourse um, That is important to you your partner. So um, The intimate rider is is basically a gliding uh, swing that you really only need about a little bit of head movement and it initiates the full um, the full glide part sensation. You don't actually have to have much more than that to engage, Um, and you can use it in different areas. You can use it with your wedge um, in this type of position to just basically provide you a thrusting motion. And then they, they sell a bench that you can also have. One of the biggest things about the Intimate Rider is the um, material. So it can come off and it can be washed, but it's a, a really shearing type of material. So they now have like a roho that you can put on it which makes it a little unsteady. It's already unsteady to begin with, but the Rojo, that air makes it a little more unsteady. So you have to be pretty independent with getting onto it, but once you get onto it, there are plenty of different positions that their website provides. Um, And it was designed by a C5 Quad who really just wanted to have sex with his wife again, and he did. All right. So let's talk about men. I'm not going to forget about the ladies in the room. Um, I'm I'm so proud. I I was just talking to to Trevor and Jean earlier. I'm so happy. When I first started doing this, it was all about men. It was never. The number one thing that was in the research for women was that they had poor lubrication and they had spasticity and in doing this for the last 12 years it is so much more I I hear you I'm listening I am I'm trying to advocate for you and I'm really really glad that they're doing so much about it here because this is where it has to be this has got to be the next step for for females so we're going to talk about males first and then we'll talk about some females so the um, one of the things that could help you obtain an erection, and maybe you've seen a reflexive re- erection, is when you catheterize. Sometimes you can y- use that as an, like a starting point. You can catheterize, you start to get an erection, and then you work off of that erection. Um, there's the penis pump, as in Austin Powers movies. The, a pump is basically just a vacuum type device it brings um, blood flow to the area and a lot of times it's used with constrictor rings which are like silicone rings and they really like in the last two years they made them so much better where now they're a little more um, easier to put on and off and they have a easy loader it's called um, where basically that Uh, silicone ring goes to the base of your penis and it's able to kind of restrict blood flow so once the blood flow gets there you restrict the blood flow and it's able to stay there and maintain there throughout your um, experience. So one of the biggest issues that you have to worry about is um, you can't leave it on for longer than 30 minutes because that could do some serious damage to the skin and to your um, tissue there. There's a constriction loop which is a little more um, uh, like, you know, quad type friendly. You basically pull one side of it and it does the same thing. It restricts at the base of the penis and allows the blood flow to stay in the penis and not retreat back. So it allows you to basically get your erection and keep your erection a little bit longer. So a lot of people will use these in conjunction with, um, you know, your, your little blue pill or, you know, Cialis or whatever, you, whatever you're using. Um, but it does help uh, without bringing medication into the picture. There are vibrators. So I actually had a client not long ago, about a week and a half ago, who came to me and he got a penile implant and that's great, but he did not give himself a chance. I mean, he had just recently got injured and he just jumped to a penile implant. He was like, I tried it, I couldn't get it uh, to, to stand up and I figured I might as well do it. Um, I encourage you I'm not saying that it's bad but there are things that a penile implant can do damage to inside internally so you have to worry about friction and shearing because all it is is basically a rod that's being placed inside of along the shaft of your penis and it's being positioned there's different kinds it can release medication, it can just be a semi-malleable positioning rod. Um, But those, again, you have to worry about shearing and and the risk of infection, because it is a surgical um, solution, I guess. So before that, why don't you just try a vibrator? Try to see if you can get any kind of reflexive erection, if that's what your aim is to do. Uh, vibrators can also be used in other places use your other seven erogenous or six other erogenous zones and see if those can be stimulating for you Um, there are like many other areas on the body which respond very nicely to a vibrator that doesn't have to be your genitals um, and there is like a multitude of vibrators, it, it, that there's so many options. If you have poor hand function, there's something out there for you with very limited functions that you uh, can do. And, you know, charging, changing batteries, those things all come into to play. You know, easily washed, like those are things that you might want to start to consider. Uh, there's so many options that it make it a little bit easier to do. So the Furticare, they're no longer um, making it. They tried to come out with the Ferticare 2 about two years ago, and it's still in FDA approval. So we're going to skip over that. Um, and then these are some other options. That there's you know kind of like a T-handle that you can use for vibrators. There's hands-free ones. And there's also finger vibrators. So the finger vibrators are really nice because they don't have to just go on your fingers. You could put them on your elbow, you could put them on your ear, you could put it anywhere that you have an active um, movement so that you can engage in um, activity with another person or yourself. And of course I give alternatives. So alternatives are like the cheaper version, a toothbrush. So again, go to your therapist, ask them for an electric toothbrush holder, let them make it for you, and then you go home and you find one that fits in there. So like, you don't have to, again, have that awkward conversation in the middle of an outpatient clinic with 40 other people around you. You can have those a little more discreetly and kind of get your answer and what you need. This is like the newest technology, and it is the most amazing thing. So I have a client who I've been working with um, for the last six years, and uh, he is a C4 Quad, and he's, this is his second girlfriend, and he's about to propose to her. And he's like, "This is the one. Um, I need to be able to pleasure her. And as a C4 quad, I have no capacity in doing that. She does all the work. It's always about her. Uh, he does have the ability he has had orgasms, but it, you know, he wants to give her back something more. So we found these hands-free um, vibrators, and you know, I do have to say, as much as 50 shades of gray has been like a taboo kind of thing. These <laughs> a, a fan, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, that you know, it really brought light to some of these things um, that you know the that maybe able-bodied people take for granted. So. For this gentleman um, we worked on a hands-free system so this is actually a vibrator that is controlled by his cell phone so he asked his not this one just one similar uh, none of these have been used outside of conferences guys <laughs> just gonna <laughs> put it out there um, so it's a hands-free one you place it just simply in her underwear so she was able to place it in her underwear and he had full control every time she walked across the room they went to a wedding he turned it on at any given moment she was talking to people and he turned it on on her and they said that was the most sexual experience they've ever had because it was just between them two well, nobody knew that he was doing it he was doing it on his app from across the room he would look across from her and she'd get uncomfortable and like shift and he just felt I'm doing that to her that's my control I'm able to give that to her so this is a huge advance in technology the fact that we have the ability to do that so again you don't have to ask your therapist can I be able to you know do something exciting to my my soon to be fiance but you can say can you get me to help help me use my phone and then you just have to download the app so the, it's a huge advance that we should be taking for granted the viberext so mitch kind of mentioned the way that he did his um had his his children Um, the viborect is a very very strong medical grade uh, vibrator it is expensive however it allows you to ejaculate so the orgasm and the ejaculation usually goes hand in hand everyone thinks it's the same thing your orgasm can be independent of ejaculation just because you're not seeing yourself ejaculate you could be ejaculating and it's going just back up to your bladder because you don't have the ability to push it out so what this does is it really just milks the semen out so it's so strong that it's so intense that people have used it and you can have you know your ejaculation and your orgasm very quickly very fast to the point where you're like well that was too fast Um, but it basically it goes on you run it along your sh- the shaft of your penis. This one is a larger size. <laughs> so, and it, what's nice is like it doesn't require, you can have a tenodesis grasp in order to achieve it. You're, you ejaculate, you can save it in a cup and insert it later if you needed to. So you can have your own, your own babies or just a really great erection. So alternatives, if you have a TENS unit or an electrical simulation unit, maybe you got it for pain, maybe you can go to your your therapist and say I'm having a lot of shoulder pain and all of a sudden they write you a prescription for an at-home electrical simulation, then you don't have to worry about buying anything because your insurance pays for it. you just have to be careful of the multitude and the amplitude and the frequency that you set it at, but you can very easily place um, electrodes onto the shaft of your penis and allow yourself to ejaculate that way. It also helps sustain it. Um, yeah. Some of you guys are looking at me like, oh no. Um, so <laughs> don't knock it till you try it. Um, okay, so once you have an erection, now you wanna be able to um, Uh, I'm sorry, I'm I'm going backwards. So you use your your silicone clamps um, to help. So you get the erection, you use a vibrator, you're nice and and hard, and now you can clamp that off and and try to keep it for as long as possible. You can continue to use a vibrator throughout your um, experience, as I like to call it. Um, But there are some injury levels that are lower motor neuron injuries, and that is the you're not capable of achieving any type of reflexive erection so there are alternatives I have worked with um, this one client for the last 10 years and he and his girlfriend they're just amazing Um, it's not for everybody but for them he discovered that I am unable to get an erection And that's okay. And in order for her to feel like she was capable and not feeling guilty of getting pleasure and orgasming without me, they introduced another person into their relationship. And the three of them for the last 10 years have had this extremely wild, really nice relationship. It's not for everybody. I mean, it's, it's not, but for them it works. Um, and it's funny because a lot of these uh, sessions, he actually comes with the girlfriend because they need her to feel, they understand his injury. She doesn't live with them, she's just a girlfriend. That's what they call her. She She's there for their sexual experiences and then she lives another life. Um, so the three of them don't live in the same house. They still very much have their, their marriage or their, um, engagement um, together they do everything their daily stuff but you know she tends to come you know a few times a week and and everyone seems to be happy with that relationship but for some people that's really difficult to watch your partner be with somebody else for him it's the only thing he was able to do to allow his soon-to-be wife um, to have pleasure again in their sex life Um, so it that's Again, this is not something for everybody, but that is something that they needed to handle because he had a lower motor neuron injury and he was just incapable of getting any type of reflexive erection. So when we did this video, um, when we started all these videos, we started to introduce you know, some of the adaptive, this is called the thigh rider. It's just Velcro, it's on a neoprene thing. You can put this anywhere. You can put this on your elbow, you can put this on your hand, you can wrap it around your thigh. And it allows you to give someone an erection. The other thing, uh, to give um, you know the ability to to be face to face and not have that in, in your way. The other thing is that this, this has been made so nicely. Um, you're able to take a flaccid penis and kind of do what's called a stuffing technique. And that stuffing technique has been around since the 70s just kind of placing it in there, but now all of a sudden you're able to stuff it in and it's a functioning penis for sexual activity. So this was like a game changer for them when this actually came out, because he said, now I can please both of them and still feel like I'm right there with them, that I'm I'm still very much involved in all of that. So, and some of this will be on my video. Um, There's also tongue joys, so um, there's vibrators that go on your tongue that'll help with cunnilingus or uh, fellatio, and then you can stick them on your fingers, you can stick them pretty much anywhere. I know people who stick them on a stylus, and that's like their go-to spot so that they can be able to, you know, have like a little bit of bicep movement to engage without having to actually, um, you know, get into different positions I guess are you guys overwhelmed yet okay all right so females so like I said this has become such a big important part of of my career so I am more than happy I'm so excited that you guys are having this breakout lunch session because I'm going to sit there like a fly on the wall and just listen because I want to be able to provide things for females other than just saying all you need is lubrication so one of the things that I've kind of experienced, um, there was this one girl who came to me last summer who said, I have been trying for years. Eight years I have been in a chair and um, her and her partner have had such, they've been on again and off again. And you know, the biggest thing for her was that she just felt like nothing she did was enough. like she used to have orgasms all the time before her injury, and then after her injury, kind of nothing ever happened. She's never had one. So eight years is a long time to go, as Mitch was saying, you know there's a lot that that kind of happens over that time um, and so I started to think with her about different things that she can try I am so happy to say she had her first orgasm and then she broke up with her girlfriend Um, and she found out I don't think it was anything about that I think it was emotional for me you know her and I were on and off for so many years and I think that she was the toxic person the emotional relationship wasn't there the emotional response wasn't there so how can I get excited and have an orgasm when I have no real connection with her Um, so for her she is now in another very satisfying relationship so there's different things that that come into play when you say that I cannot get an erection I've tried everything or I can't have an orgasm I've tried everything there's other psychological components that might need to be explored because it might just be the relationship and not necessarily you. Um, the other thing I've worked with, uh, a, I have a great pelvic floor therapist that I started kind of just asking questions to, and she's like, you're on something, you're, you're really onto something that there is two different things that can happen with females. They could be so spastic that their vagina is a muscle and it literally tightens to the point where it's painful for anything to be inserted, whether it's a catheter, whether it's a penis, whether it's a vibrator, whether it's a dildo. So there are certain things that you can do. The other thing that can happen is that your pelvic floor for men and women, it's a muscle. And if you're injured below anything below your belly button, it becomes, it's a muscle that's not being used. So it becomes so flaccid, in your pelvic floor that your bowel and bladder becomes an issue, as you know, but also your sexual organs can have play an effect on that as well. So for one of the patients that I work with, um, she had such a Flaccid pelvic floor. That we started her on a pelvic floor trainer, and she's an incomplete injury. So for her, it was it, it worked out, and we were able to strengthen up her pelvic floor. She was also having not to get graphic, but this is something that you guys might also experience possibly that because you're sitting all day long, you're everything is kind of prolapsing. So everything's kind of pushing out and you have a hole down there and as the muscles start to weaken and push down, you're now sitting on parts of your tissue that shouldn't be exposed to the outside world. So she was also getting skin breakdown. So we put her on a pelvic floor trainer and after like a month, all of a sudden her wounds were gone. She didn't have that issue anymore. She was having better control with her catheterizations. um, And now all of a sudden she's, having fun again, and she's not in pain every time that she has sex. Because if you think about it, gravity's taking over, it's pushing everything out, it's pulling everything, um, and we don't even have to get started on after childbirth because that's just a whole other mess of story. Um, So there is a really high medical grade um, vibrator. It looks like a toothbrush, right? So again, you go, you say, I need to be able to stick a, a toothbrush into an electric toothbrush into a, a U cuff, and you get somebody to do that for you. But this is a medical grade um, vibrator which provides, uh, again, it, it is very quick that it provides clitoral or uh, vaginal stimulation, and it's able to hope maybe get you there if, if that's what you need. Um, there's also vaginal dilators. so again if you have such a spastic pelvic floor that all of a sudden your pel- your vagina is shrinking there are different stages that you can start to stretch it back out so that it can be able to insert a dildo a catheter uh, whatever you're trying to achieve this is called the perfect pleasure pillow I'm almost there guys, I'm almost there. Um, There are so many different ways that you can use this. This was actually um, designed by this woman Deanna who happened to show up at another conference and she's like, I gotta show you this. So she um, had this crazy um, onset of disease where she lost the ability to move her arms completely and she um, ended up getting divorced and for her she needed to be able to masturbate so This pillow has been designed where she was able to really just masturbate without anybody's assistance. Um, There's so many different ways to set it up, um, and it's a cool little trick. It's nice foam, it's a nice material, but it's also really nice for positioning your legs and side-lying, which I'll show you in the video. Some of these are and then you can, you can insert different attachments. It doesn't have to be a vibrator. It can be um, the fleshlight. Um, so I always have to do because I'm a wheelchair seating um, therapist. So you have to worry about skin integrity, shearing, friction. All of those important things have to be considered when you're engaging in any type of um, sexual activity. You have to be cautious of autonomic dysreflexia. Um, allow that open conversation, allow that catheterization to become part of you know, your, um, your experience too. For females who use indwelling catheters, you can tape that up out of the way so it's not hanging in your face, but it also gets a nice place to go. It, the tubing can lie right over your clitoris and can really provide a lot of stimulation to you that way. And this is a fun one. Um, this is it, just a way to kind of tell people that when you go out that you're still capable of being a human being. All right. So now I'm going to show you the video. So again, as Jean mentioned, um, oh, I just closed it. Hold on. God, it's like epic fail. There's always like one thing that I do where I'm like, oh. I think it kicked me off. So SexualitySCI.org. So this is, it was a federal grant that was provided, um, and they have so many videos on here about different topics that it's important to do. Um, I got to help direct this video. It was a great two days, and I have to tell you, I learned more than I think they did. All right, so the music isn't going to work, so you guys... We'll have to use your imagination. And you guys can try to see who's the actual um, relation, like which two are the relationship and which ones are the actors. Because some of these had such chemistry during it. It was like we had rented out this hotel room. And, I mean, we had people knocking on the door all the time because they knew that we were shooting a movie and they just assumed it was a porno. Um, So (laughs) people kept on. And, like, it was, like, getting so heated with some of these people. And I was like, you didn't know them before? Like, God, you have such chemistry with them. So different things that, you know... um, Jessie is this amazing like high-level injury quad, and she was the first to be like, I'm going to be in the video, put me in. Um, She was, yeah, she was very eager to do it, and I think she did learn some things. So placing a pillow against a headboard is another place. It's another sturdy, safe place that you can kind of engage in. Um, Trying different things, forward-facing, backwards-facing, using the wedges if you have wedges. Again, leaving her in the chair so that she can engage, but also have that security of, you know, I'm not going to fall. Those are the ankle cups. This is the perfect pleasure, the pleasure pillow. So that's the door sling. This, some, I mean, they got more creative than I did. I'm not going to lie. Some of them, I was like, oh, okay. I was always the one to be like, please lock your brakes in this, in this clip. <laughs> um, yeah, using what you have, I mean, using your Hoyer lift, like, that can make you effortless. I have some patients who, um, or some clients who say, you know, I would like, the, the partner has never been on top, and now they're all of a sudden doing all the work, and it's hard for them. It's not what they enjoy. So you know, we say put them in a sling. Now you can have free motion. It take you literally rock in, in the Hoyer lift. So for people with high level injuries and neck problems, that uh, that neck support pillow is great, and it has the straps to control your um, your feet as well. Um, so again, SexualitySCI.org, it has so many topics about so many different things that you can use as a resource. Um, it is so specific to what you have going on, so if, if anybody has any questions, you know we can kind of talk about it a little bit briefly later on. For more information about Kessler Foundation and our researchers, go to KesslerFoundation.org. That's K-E-S-S-L-E-R-F-O-U. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, listen to us on SoundCloud, and tweet with us on Twitter.